We're pleased to announce that the NYMG podcast is now a part of the Blog Talk Radio network. Check us out and follow along at blogtalkradio.com slash nymgamer. Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman and I'm an associate professor here at (laughs) Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, and video games. And we are joined tonight, uh... By a very special guest, we have Jen, who's also known as Moto, <laughs> from <laughs> Ga- from Girl Tribe Gaming. I cannot talk tonight, Jen. I really apologize. So no we're worries. Really, we're really excited to have Jen um, join us tonight to talk about podcasting, to talk about streaming, to talk about games in general. And I'm joined tonight by my wonderful co-host, Alicia Carabinas. Hey, Alicia. So before we get started, I want to go ahead and do some quick introductions, tell everybody who everybody is so we can get more familiar. So Jen is from the Seattle, Washington area. I love Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been gaming since the Atari 2600 days. See, now I feel a little kindred spirit going on right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as I said before, she's currently the co-founder of the of Girl Tribe Gaming and the co-host on the Girl Tribe Gaming podcast, a podcast that I listen to regularly uh, with Zen, uh-huh. also known as Zenzine. Um, and she's an Xbox MVP and streams a whole lot of great Xbox games on Beam. Yeah. She covered everything. How's that? <laughs> I yeah, it sounds like I do a lot, but I really don't. <laughs> That's a lot, trust me. <laughs> a lot of gamer stuff. A lot of gamer stuff. Gamer stuff's good. <laughs> and Alicia Carabinas, who are you, darling? Um, well, I am, in fact, Alicia Carabinas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a PhD student at Purdue University. I live to make Sam's life a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, You're good at that. And in my spare time, outside of that, I study rhetoric and composition, uh, games, digital communities, Things like that. Cool. Right. So we'll get started with our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um, and because we try to pretend that we have manners around here, Jen, we'd like to start with you. What have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I tend to hop around a lot. So I, I play a lot, a little bit of a lot of games. So uh, today I went back to Gems of War. I don't know if you've played that one. I have. Yeah, it's addictive, you know, and they added more achievements. So I came back and I started playing that again. Uh, I've been playing some Halo Wars 2, um, which that I'm not very good at, but I like it. And uh, one game that Zen and I um, have gotten hooked on is called Riptide GP Renegade. Mm. It's like a little... um, Hydro, it's, they're called hydro jets, but basically uh, like a wave runner, you know, in the water. 
like a water racing game. Mm-hmm. And then that Fallout Shelter. I've been playing that a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Those free-to-play games, actually, I play them more than I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just can't so stop. Okay. They're addictive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what about you? Alicia, what have you been playing, darling? Uh, I have a dastardly confession. Two, actually. The first one is that I think I've stopped playing Hearthstone for now. I don't know if it's like a matter of time or if... I just I really wasn't very happy with the last expansion. There's a new expansion coming because they want lots of money out of us. Um, maybe I'll start again, but I just never really got into the newest expansion and I just started petering out. So that's confession one. Confession two is I started replaying Metal Gear Solid 5. Which turns out is not a game you can just slide back into after a year or so uh, where you left off. Unless you would like to die over and over and over and over and over and over again. I kind (laughs) of hate those games. Where you can't, where oh, you can't because, because you know I don't like to especially like big games like that because I'm usually playing so many different things either mm-hmm. you know for to do reviews on or just to talk about like on the show so I'm always playing a little thing here and a little thing there and then playing whatever my kid wants to play so it might be a week or two before I can get back to a big game and yeah and, and you know when I go back and I'm like oh I don't even know how to like jump or run mm-hmm. or do this anymore that gets frustrating yeah, it took me it took me a little bit. In fact, one of my deaths was because I was trying to sneak up on somebody and take them down, but I forgot what the button was <laughs> to do that. So I just walked up walked up to the guy and just stood there. Hi. <laughs> I also got knocked off a cliff by a sheep. Um a sheep attacked me. Knocked me off a cliff, which has never happened before. And I cuz I was dying so much, and you know, in cuz it's Metal Gear. When you die, you get the, like, snake, snake thing. And my daughter, who's three, was in the other room. And I guess she kept hearing it over and over. So she collected, like, a handful of rubber snakes. And she ran in the <laughs> living room and threw them on me and yelled, snakes! And then just ran off. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty wild. Like, it's just the most random thing. I didn't even know that she was awake or paying attention, you know, but I'm just playing away, and she just runs in there with these snakes. She's like, boom. So that's a thing that happened. Um, I, also, I also played through another Lost Phone, um, an indie release. It was pretty short, but really good, really interesting. I wrote about it once already. I'm probably going to write about it again. And then I've been trying again to play Kentucky Route Zero. I know lots of people love that game, but Man, I just don't know. (laughs) But I'm trying. I'm trying for y'all. So that's what I've been doing. Well, cool. Guess it's my turn. Well, let's see. What have I been playing? Oh, a lot of everything. (laughs) Um, I played, I wrote about this. I wrote about this, I think, last week. I've been playing um, the the cute little uh, indie puzzle game Shift Happens on Xbox One. (sighs) Um, which I wanted to play and I was like, oh, this would be a cute game to, to, you know, to play with P, you know, cause we like little co-op games. And then I started playing the game and it was like brutally hard. And I'm like, oh, maybe not a game to play with her because <laughs> I get a little competitive sometimes. So especially when a game is hard, it's like, I want to like beat the game itself. So I'm like, 
Yeah, I might start getting a little antsy when, when, because, you know, she'll play around and be like, oh, what happens if we jump in here? And I'll be like, oh, now we got to start this level all over again. So I figured that was not the best game to play co-op with her. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a pretty interesting little game because it's got, it's a, you play two different characters um, and you solve puzzles in tandem. Uh, but it's got, so it's got 30 levels, single player and 40 levels, co-op or multiplayer. And you can actually play online multiplayer. So I'm going to have to find somebody else who's playing that game online, um, and play multiplayer with them, um, or make Alicia come over and drink wine and play co-op with me. But then <laughs> okay. I might have to fight her too, <laughs> but you know, I'd rather fight you than my kids. So, uh, we'll see. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I played a lot of that. Um, I've also been playing, um, yeah, Fallout Shelter because, you know, I played a lot of Fallout Shelter on my phone. Um, so when it came out on Xbox, I was like, oh, I'm going to play this game. The weird thing about playing it on the, on the Xbox though, is I feel guilty playing it on the Xbox. I was fine playing it on my phone because, you know, it's like you pick it up, you put it down, you pick it up and put it down. Um, but playing it on the Xbox, it's like, wow, I feel like I should be playing something else mm. on the Xbox mm. and not yeah. this. So I feel kind of guilty playing it because, you know, it's like you have to wait for stuff to happen. And I feel weird just kind of sitting there waiting for stuff to happen. Uh, so I had I had a really odd incident happened in my vault. Okay. Tell us uh, about it. Well, I was trying to increase the population, so I might have gotten all the women pregnant all of it, <laughs> at the same time. And I, I don't know if you've noticed, but anytime something happens in the mm-hmm. vault, like a fire or some bugs mm. or like, uh, you know, raiders, the pregnant women throw their hands in the air and run back and forth yes. screaming. Yeah. So I had a fire... And I only had like two or three guys at the time in the vault. I had a fire. All the pregnant women are running around screaming. And the the fire just starts spreading. Oh, no. The entire vault was on fire and everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Way to clear out a vault. Yep. <laughs> also, can, I just, can I just say, that, uh, see, we talked about this before. Um, pregnant women will fucking get crazy and like be the ones in there with like seven hoses that they can't carry putting out fires. This game makes me angry. Not only did you lose your whole vault and now, now you feel bad about it, but it's just not realistic. I had babies. I mean, it, I if anybody's going to like fix it, it's going to be the pregnant lady. She's going to want to get through right. it. Yeah, because that shit is hard. Like you're growing a whole human creature in your body. It's uncomfortable and painful and it sucks. And you don't want to have to start over and do it again. <laughs> You will fix yeah. that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what happens when men make games. <laughs> oh, they need some, they need some input from a, from a woman who's been pregnant. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right. So oh, let's see sorry. what else I've been playing. Um, <laughs> so, oh, I played Leaving Lindau, um, which is a PC game. It's available on Steam. <laughs> Um, uh, full disclosure, we did get a review code for this game, but it's done by East stage, East shade studios. Um, and they're making an RPG game now called East shade. 
Um, and this game is just like a little snippet of the story that takes place um, in East Shade, and it's called Leaving Lindau. And it's about one little character. Her name's Clara. Um, and she's leaving home to set sail. She's become a part of the, I wrote it down because it was so, it was so funny. The Guild of Scientific Exploration. So it's just a little short. It's a, just a little short snippet. It took me 45 minutes or so to finish. Um, and there's no fighting in it, but you just kind of, it just kind of gives you a feel for the world. Um, and for how like things are going to work in the world. It's got mm. an amazing score. I'm been big on music in games lately. Um, and especially since I've been looking for things that like soothe me a little bit. Um, <laughs> so this was good. It's a pretty game. Um, it was, so it's, it, I, I didn't look to see if it had been, but it almost looks hand painted. Um, and it's, it's got a lot of those, um, I think of the Hobbit all the time when I see the certain shades of browns and greens and so on. Um, and I really love those. And, but the faces for me, I don't know if they're supposed to be elves or what, are, what they're supposed to be yet, but they kind of look a little creepy pasta to me. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure how I feel about the faces yet. Uh, so like I said, it, it only took me about 45 minutes or so to play. And you start to get to know the, the, the world. And like people within the world and like the stories of what's going on, like, you know, that the town's been, um, oh. the town's been damaged and they're rebuilding the town. Um, so it gives you some good insight into what the story are going to look like. Um, what the, I'm sorry, what the story's going <laughs> to look like and how things are going to unfold. Uh, and it, it kind of makes me, uh, excited to see the game, um, especially as a full RPG. Um, so Yeah. I think that's that's pretty cool. It's kind of more of a proof of concept thing than anything else, and it's it's called Leaving Lindau, and it's on Steam. It's like three ninety nine, I think, is is the price that it's set at right now. So it's, if you feel like spending three ninety nine for like forty five minutes or an hour or so of a of a pretty like little RPG experience, that's a good one. Um, and then the big thing that I've been playing <laughs> is like me and everybody else, I imagine. Um, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh. Yeah. I want I want to know about it. I don't have a PlayStation. So, <laughs> so this game is beautiful. I don't have a PS4. It it is really beautiful. And it's it's interesting cuz I it starts with this like huge opening cinematic that's got to be like 20 minutes long. Um so I kind of let my daughter watch the opening cinematic with me. Um and and I was like, well, it's really pretty. And I was like, what do you think? And I didn't know if she was actually listening and following along with the story because she's eight. Um, and, you know, eight-year-olds are, are, they'll watch, but they're not always like paying attention. <laughs> yep. She's really in the narratives. So I let her watch it with me. And she was like, it is really pretty. She was like, but the story is so sad. Um, uh-huh. And it is, I mean, because it's all about being outcast, right? That That's not a, uh, that's not a spoiler because, you know, everybody it, it tells you that at the beginning of the like in the trailer even um but she noticed something else early in the game she was like so what's with these people wearing face paint (laughs) you know you know how my kid is she will call stuff out in a heartbeat um and so i mean I'm, i'm gonna write a little bit about this game but there's so much going on in terms of the 
uh, misappropriation of indigenous culture in this game. Mm. Um, that so I'm, what you're saying is that it's a game. I'm, I'm saying it's a game, and I'm mm-hmm. saying, well, yeah, it, it's 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 beautiful. The story is the story is good. The gameplay is good so far, but there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that that's dealing with indigenous that's in dealing with indigenous folks that's been appropriated in some pretty discomforting ways. Um, so like I said, I'm going to write a little bit about it, but you know, as a, as a person who specializes in minority rhetorics, I'm going to stay in my lane and I have, I have a friend who is an indigenous game scholar who's going to work with me and we're going to write something together because there's some interesting things, not only in terms of indigenous culture, but also kind of African tribal culture. So there's a little Mm -hmm. bit from both. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to rock out a piece that's, uh, that's going to be pretty good. So I mean, I'm I'm excited about that. Cool. Yeah. See. Cool. I mean, not cool about the game, really, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not cool about that part. <clears throat> um, How come Get Good doesn't extend to like design better games? <laughs> well, because you know, <laughs> yeah. <reasons. clears throat> um, mm. So yeah, that's what I that's what I've been playing. Um. Nice. Then there's a fun part. Uh, reading. Anybody reading anything interesting, Jen? What about you? Oh, well, see, here's the thing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I don't really read that much. I know it sounds terrible, but I'm I'm not reading anything, no. Unless it's like chat <laughs> on, on a stream. I'm reading that. You know, I would definitely argue that that very much counts. Yeah. You have to do lots of... It is reading. It is. It is. And you have to do lots of, like, analysis of what's happening, so... Yeah. Hmm. See? There, I'm reading chat. We'll say that. There we go. (laughs) What about you, Alicia? You read anything interesting? Uh, yes, actually, I, I don't, I lost the list, but I found this list of, you know, the best books with women protagonists. I was like, all right, let's get some books. Um, and so I've been knocking my way through the YA books first because, you know, I'm a PhD student and she gets busy. Uh, and I've been reading this book called Speak. It was published in 1999 and it's a trauma narrative and it is some serious I think I business. remember that book. Yeah, it's it's real. I'm surprised. I never, I never heard of it or if I did, I didn't remember it but apparently it's super well known. It's been translated like 19 languages or something. And uh, it's kind of a representation of PTSD. Mm. And it's really affecting. This was not the best choice for like light reading, but it's really good. Uh, so I've been, I've been enjoying that. I've only got about 30 pages left. So as soon as we're done with the podcast, I'm probably going to go finish. Cool. Well, let's see. What have I been reading? Um, like game studies ish kind of stuff. I've been reading uh, uh, the dark side of gameplay. Um, that talks about dark elements in games, including like Nazis and how we and thinking about how we use children in games and children mm. in trauma. Um, so kind of the the really dark shit that happens in games. Um, so that's what that book is is about. It's and it's really interesting. Um especially the the chapter on Nazis because it's interesting to apply it to other games that deal with historical stuff. And especially since yeah. I've been on a real um, 
tear for the last, I don't know what year now about mafia three. Um, and then got back on that tear recently cause I just finished writing a, a journal article about, about mafia three. Um, so it's pretty interesting to look at it. And then, and then of course, backing that up with horizon and thinking about, um, cultural representation as well has been, has been really interesting. So that's coming handy for that. Um, and then uh, I blame you for this, Alicia. I I didn't do it. I, I'll blame you for everything. Um, since I, I started cross stitching again recently, um, cause you know, I like crafting stuff. Um, and I don't like watching TV. Uh, so I started, I picked up cross stitching again and, and, and I'm making this cool little cross stitch sampler thing that, that says, you know, uh, nevertheless, she, uh, she persisted. Um, and so to keep myself engaged while I'm doing this, I have been listening to audiobooks. Um, and I started listening to, um, the girl with all the gifts. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> It is good, but what's really weird is that the way they describe, oh, what is her name? It starts with the M. Melanie? Melanie. I'm like, blah. Yeah. The, the way that they describe Melanie is, um, she sounds real familiar. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, so it's pretty weird to have this little zombie kid running around. Um, oh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, big spoiler. <laughs> Way to ruin the book. Well, you find it out early enough. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> it just came out, and I was like, oh, dang. Um, running around, who just sounds really familiar. Um, but it's a really good book. Yeah. It is a really, it's, it's like a totally different take on um, a really familiar, on a really familiar genre. Um. And and I'm I'm happy with it. I blame you for it, but I'm glad you told me about it. Uh, yeah, and I think that it's a really spectacular take on you know. I mean, as much as I love zombie stuff, it's a little played out. Yeah, it's predictable. Uh, but they really do something very very different mm-hmm. in that, and not different in the ways that you would expect either. Once you figure out what's going on, uh, the movie is about to be released in the U.S. and they race swapped the characters in the movie. That's you know what I I think I must have I I must have seen something, um with the with the with the cast from the film because I was mm-hmm. really shocked when they described her the way that they describe her in the book. It's like because su- they describe her like super super white because she like doesn't even go outside. Right, like she's super super white and she's got blonde hair, she's got blue eyes, and and I'm like, that's not what I thought she looked like. <laughs> yeah, because in the movie it's a little black girl. Yeah. Um, and but they swap because in the book her teacher is black yes. and in the movie the teacher is white. So um, I cannot wait to see the movie and see how that plays out on screen because they do so much with this girl's body, like mm-hmm. a separation of her body from her personhood, and it's I don't know it's going to be maybe really hard to watch. Yeah, so. I might let some other people go see that first. Yeah, because <laughs> you know things with kids really kind of disturb me. Yeah, yeah. No, I may not be able to go either, but I really want to see it, so I might make an exception. So I don't know. Anyway, cool. All right, let's get to the fun part. What you drinking? 
<laughs> drinking. <laughs> Jen, what about you? What you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm very crazy. I have water. <laughs> yep. I have water. I actually, I have some tea too. Um, I like to drink, uh, it's, it's, uh, Tazo. It's called Awake. Mm-hmm. It has the most caffeine, yep. you know, for our black tea. So I drink that a lot. So I've got some of that too. I but... like that tea. Yeah. We drink lots of yeah, Tazo tea. That's, that's what our pink, that's what our quote unquote pink tea is. We use the Tazo passion tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Except sometimes we supplement it. <laughs> So I make these huge pictures of what we call pink tea at my house. So it's the Tazo passion tea and then I sweeten it, but I put a lot of lemon in it. Um, And it's great that way. Right. And so we make huge pictures and then we can like give it to the kids, but the parents put vodka in it and it's really good. (laughs) That's funny. It's a really good mixer for vodka. So we just call it pink tea. And there's just, Pink and nobody tea. recognizes that there are two versions of the pink tea. One one version for kids and one version for adults. We just have to make I'm sure, sure the kids they don't know. pick up our glasses. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they know. <laughs> I don't think you're fooling anybody. No, I don't think so either. I think you feel like you are, and I'm glad that you feel that I way. Know, it makes me feel good to, to, to think that. <laughs> I feel better when I lie to my child. <laughs> I don't lie. I just don't mention it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, about you goodness. Alicia what you drinking tonight darling um damn it I'm well I'm p- playing Peggle now so now I'm just mad um I am uh drinking whiskey ginger Ooh. Mm-hmm. my local shop for a while stopped selling four roses and I was really depressed so I thought uh you know it's really the best thing at a certain price point and why is it gone but now they have it again so my life is better so now you can drink whiskey ginger. What kind of ginger are you drinking? Yes. What kind of ginger? Oh, Verner's. Of course. See, I'm a, I'm because a Michigan girl, so it's Verner's or nothing, man. Yeah, no, it's definitely Verner's or nothing. <laughs> and I'm not even from Michigan. I just know better. <laughs> I'm serious. In Michigan, Verner's is like everything. It's like you drink Verner's when you're sick. You drink Verner's when you want to mix it with something. You drink Verner's just to drink Verner's. Verner's is the thing. Verner's is good. Yeah. Um. You know, it's interesting, though, because it's not made the same way anymore. So when when I was growing up, it was made with real ginger. So it was super gingery. And that's why that's why they used to give it to kids like they would like shake it, Mm -hmm. make it flat or heat it up and make it flat and give it to kids when they had stomach bugs because it had so much actual ginger in it that it would actually soothe your Mm -hmm. stomach. Um, and you know, I'm okay with that though. Cause I'm not a huge fan of actual ginger. You see, so. but I missed that because, you know, I mean, like I said, that was when I was a kid. So I had like 30 years of it, like with real ginger in it. And now it's kind of like every other ginger ale, but you know, I'm still, <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you're old and that things change over time. <laughs> <laughs> you're not too far behind me. So don't play. <laughs> Cause I know how old you are. You just had a birthday. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about all that <laughs> um so i guess it's my turn i am drinking um deep Edie's ruby red grapefruit vodka mm. yeah and i'll be right over um diet sierra mist no never mind you just ruined it why why would you do that because i don't want to drink straight vodka 
I mean, there are other things in the world that you could put in that vodka. Yes. Oh, no, get back in there. Come on. Tonic That's would be right. Good. No. It's good. I'm telling you. When you come over, we're going to have... Diet Sierra Mist tastes like punishment. I don't like it either. <laughs> See? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> See? Like we defer to the guests, Sam, because we're polite. I like Diet Sierra Mist. <laughs> what kind of lemon lime soda do you guys like? Come on. Don't tell me like Sprite. Um, I, I don't like Sprite either. Because Sprite has no, no taste to it. I really prefer to get just like a lemon or a lime seltzer water and put a little extra lime in it. Well, yes. That sounds good. Uh, see, yeah. I, I would do a tonic, but I didn't have any tonic. Because vodka and tonics are like my favorite, but I didn't have any tonic. But I did have Diet Sierra Mist. Well, so you, what you're saying is that you're settling. I, I am settling because I would be drinking tonic if I had it. I think that you need to treat yourself with more respect. Well, I didn't want to open a bottle of wine because I didn't trust myself after the day I had. I didn't trust myself not to drink the whole thing. <laughs> so, hey. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sassy today. I see. Making fun of me and my drinking, uh, my drinking preference. I'm just trying to get you to treat yourself better. <laughs> not subject your body to diet Sierra Mist. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> now, on the list of companies that will never sponsor us, <laughs> is PepsiCo. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I think it's Pepsi, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. Yep, PepsiCo. Had to look. All right. You know, I love all things Pepsi, and now I won't get a lifetime lifetime supply of Diet Pepsi either because of you. All right. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. But... <laughs> Now it's time for the issue of the week. And the issue of the week is you, Jen. You're the issue. Oh, I'm the issue of the week. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about her. It's all about me. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> well, indeed, we are talking about you, but it's a bit more structured than that. Yeah. Uh, we are really curious about Girl Tribe Gaming. Yeah. About well, history and formation and, you know, what? tell us the, the origin story. All right. So Girl Tribe Gaming, back in the day when it was first founded, was just called Girl Tribe. And it was back during, you know, the days of Halo 2. Mm -hmm. So, like, rewind back to, like, 2004. And there was uh, a group of us. Um, you know, gaming on Xbox Live, you can imagine in Halo 2. Yes. Back when yes, there were I no can. parties, no party system, you know. So you were just kind of out in the open. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, I need to find some girls to play with because this is getting old. You know, getting harassed nonstop. And so, you know, I ended up, I actually ended up meeting my future wife, which I didn't know wow. at the time. But, uh, you know, I met, you know, about four of us and we came together and made Girl Tribe as a all-female clan just so that we had like this little bubble, this little safe place where, you know, you weren't going to get harassed or bothered or, you know, whatever else is going to happen. And we played Halo 2 every night, just like everybody ran home from work, threw down their stuff. <laughs> You know, grabbed some pizza and gamed. And we gamed all night, every night. Um, obviously, we were all younger. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, 
But yeah, so we, we did that. It, and the group was real small, maybe 10 or 12 of us for years. And after a while, Zen and I, she's the, the co-founder with me. We wanted more. We're like, okay, what else can we do? Because we started drifting into other games because the way we game kind of changed as well. And so, you know, we, <laughs> we tried some things that failed. Like, for example, we started a website called Geeks Respawn. And we're like, we're going to write reviews. <laughs> and the thing is, Zen and I aren't writers. We really, I mean, you know, like we both have college degrees and everything. It's not like we're stupid, but we're just not good writers. And so that kind of, that didn't last long, maybe a year or so. And we did some other stuff. And uh, then we start expanding our clan. And so we're like, we're, we're going to be a positive place for, you know, women to be. And, you know, they don't have to worry about getting bullied or anything like that. And and actually, you were, uh, you joined our site, which was super awesome, mm-hmm. Sam. I did. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we did that for quite a while. And it actually grew. It, it got to be over 300 members. And then it got to the point where it's like, we really couldn't manage the people and make sure that we are promise that we are providing what we are promising. Yeah. And, and we just didn't have the, enough time in the day to, to manage that level of humans. And, you know, and because the way console gaming had changed and, and so many people were playing so many different games, we had so many like divisions, it was just too much. So... Zen and I took a look and we're like, we're not really clan leaders. Like, it's just not, we're not, it's not our strong point. Like, we we mean well, but we've been talking for years about starting a podcast. Like, probably three years before we, no wait, two years before we even started recording. And uh, and we started kind of planning for it. And I, I, I bought a mic and Zen bought a mic. We bought matching mics. <laughs> and, and we just kept talking about it and like, we could do this, we could do that. And but then we never did it because both of us were like really shy and really anxious about it. Like, and then finally, um, after about having, having our microphones for about a year and still just talking about a podcast, um, my wife goes, you better be using that. Cause I, <laughs> 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 she bought it, you know, and I was like, I told Zen, I go, dude, we got to do this because I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> so we recorded our first episode you know like two years after our first plans and and so we've just been podcasting we do a show about once a week and our um you know our shows are uh you know just kind of on the surface like not real we don't dive super deep into a game so we'll usually cover like two or three games a show and you know move on from there so it's been really fun though your shows are great to listen to i i have a blast listening to you guys and i've been listening to you guys probably since pretty close to the beginning if not the beginning uh wow (laughs) i know it's like when you when you like i said when you popped up on my radar i was like hey this is a pretty cool I've, i've been always been a big fan of um of kind of women only communities because yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been gaming for a long time, and when I was even when I was doing online stuff like multiplayer stuff, yeah, it was difficult like back in the day to like play and not get harassed mm-hmm. all the damn time. So like with Xbox, I used to be a part of like gamer chicks. Um, yeah, yeah, me see, too. and that's 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 how I that's how I met that's how I met Trixie, Krista. 
Um, and and mm-hmm. you know we're still like social media friends, and like we send we send each other like cards and stuff, like in the real mail, um, <laughs> like in the real mail. <laughs> but um, so it's it's always been really interesting to see these these kind of women only communities or women centric communities, we'll say, because uh, they're mm-hmm. guys too in 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 girl tribe gaming. Um, right, and and I'm cool with that. Um. I just want to say, though, that when you talk about it it starting around Halo 2, I wish that younger me had known about such things. I had no idea because I played so much Halo 2 that I had like Halo 2 shaped calluses on my thumbs. (laughs) You know, like just all the time, Halo 2, kind of the same thing. I would come home at night from work, I would eat, and then bam, Halo 2. Uh, But I mostly played with friends and we would play um either online or locally and i only had a few friends who played it so when i would venture out into the wide world i would experience exactly what you were talking about at the time i was writing for a website called blog critics and i wrote about this a couple of times which just made things worse because it it was a much different environment then. I mean, now mm-hmm. certainly you get harassment. People will come for you on social media. In some ways, things are amplified, but you still have a space to talk. Right. Back then, you didn't even have a space to talk. Yeah, right. So, oh my gosh, I just, younger me would have benefited so much from having a woman centered space to like just be a gamer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it, it's so weird now how things have changed because uh, I'm older and, you know, I, you know, by having Girl Tribe and all of those things, when I do go out online and I still do get harassed, not as much, oddly, I figured it out wise because I changed my gamer tag. But, uh, but yeah, now I feel more in control of things, you know, I report it, it's over, you know, it, it's not like back then where I felt like, Oh my God, they just, they, you know, because they would say some pretty horrible things. Yeah. And, yeah. and now it's like, whatever, I'll just report you. Bye bye. So, but yeah, but yeah wild changing West. my gamer tag has dropped my harassment by like 80, 90%. Wow. So, yeah, because you went from Gen mm-hmm. Moto to Moto on Xbox, right? Well, uh, my actual gamer tag was Moto Girl, G R R L, and then I, now it's just yeah. Moto. And I thought people were getting better. I was like, "Oh, it's really getting better around here." And then it occurred to me, I changed my gamer tag. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, my gamer tag is still—it's not super feminine, but uh, there's a feminine cast to yeah, it. There is. Like it's—it's it's not masculine, um, and. So I, I've thought about changing it for similar reasons, but you know, you get really attached to shit. I've had my gamer tag for like ten years. I'm not changing that nice. shit. Yeah, <laughs> nine years a long time. I don't know, long time. Yeah, so I've had mine uh-huh. for like ten years too. So it just, it, I'm like, oh, I can't change my gamer tag. It's been that for, for you know, for a while. When I first started doing doing game studies as a scholar, I, uh, I had a separate gamer tag. So I would game under one gamer tag when I was doing like research and then under a separate gamer tag when I um, was just playing for like pleasure. And because my other gamer tag when I was playing for research was Dr. B, I didn't get, I didn't get as much shit. Right, because there's a certain amount of ethos yeah. that gets connected with being Dr. B or whatever, right? And and like my description 
uh, would always say something like, you know, researcher, scholar, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, and I was like, really? I got tired, perfectly honest, I got tired of paying for two Xbox <laughs> Live Gold memberships because that was before yeah. the day of sharing gold. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm just going to go with the one that I have, like, I, you know, because, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm an achievement, I'm an achievement, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say that word. I, I'm an achievement Yeah, you don't want to say that word. Adjective, say. <laughs> so I went with I went with the one that had the most the the larger game score. That's the other reason I could not possibly have two accounts because I sit on that shit like a dragon on some on a hoard of treasure. <laughs> I'm all about my achievements. <laughs> Hell no. But that said, there was something else that you said, Jen, that I thought was really interesting. Not interesting in a good way. Interesting in a shitty way. <laughs> That I think is really indicative of our experience as gamers. If we have shared experiences, it's this. The idea of y'all sitting on those microphones because you were anxious or shy for so long Mm -hmm. makes me really upset. Because you know what? I don't know a single man who's like... I'm just really worried that, you know, if I start a podcast, what if, you know, what if I do it wrong? Or or what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Yeah, you're right. And like Zen and I, we did some videos and things like that. And I, I, I go, we just have to know nothing's ever going to be perfect. There's never going to be the perfect everything. We just have to do mm-hmm. it. And that's kind of how I jumped into streaming because I was like, it's yeah. never going to be perfect. You just got to let it. But you're right. People, uh, guys... I don't think they really worry about anything. No, and I'm thinking about, you know, the the Polygon Doom video kind of uh, debacle, right? When they post, like, a 30-minute video and uh, all the players not very good, like, people will freak out. They're like, oh, Polygon sucks. Clearly, they're they're not good game journalists because they can't play. But that's, like, as far as it goes, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't go into, like, oh, well, you're a woman and you can't play, so all women suck. And, like... You know, you're suddenly you're a representative of like an entire gender identity. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> what? <sighs> it just makes me really sad because y'all are great. Well, thanks. I will say our fears were really unfounded because as soon as we did it, so many people have been around to support us and a lot we have a lot of guy listeners, which we didn't expect. We're like, why would they want to sit around and listen to us talk? But whatever. So it's been it's been really really good. We've had, I think we've only had like one troll really, not very many. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. He's a regular troll, but I mean, <laughs> he's consistent. Isn't it great when like somebody dedicates some of their time regularly to being angry that you exist? We've had a couple of those that you know that will be yeah. around. And, the recurring yeah, trolls. Yeah, the recurring trolls that will like be around and they will be there for like six months. They will be on every post just trolling. And then they'll disappear for a while. And you'd be like, oh, so-and-so's gone. And as soon as you say it, they're back. It's like they heard you somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. Get a hobby, y'all. Get a hobby. I think we are their hobby. Try try gaming. (laughs) Yeah, go play a game. (laughs) All right. So I want to go back to you because you and I have um, maybe some, some similar some similarity in terms of our gaming backgrounds. Cause you, you, um, said that you've been gaming since the, the days of the Atari 2600. How'd you start gaming and what, and what got you started? Okay. So I was thinking about that. Um, 
I actually started gaming back in the olden days, guys. They had arcades. (laughs) But bowling alleys, you know, they always had the little Mm -hmm. arcade. And so, like, my dad would always go bowling at some league on Wednesday night. And I was like, can I come? And he'd let me go and play, you know, because he could leave me alone back then. I don't know. And I'd just go play games. He'd give me some quarters, you know, and then halfway through i'd burn through them all and my uncle gary would come in bring me some more quarters say don't tell your dad and then i'd play so that's when i started playing like uh pac-man galaga pole position and all those but that's kind of how i got started started was the bowling alleys and then um i don't remember what year it was you know but uh i think it was in the 1980. I got my Atari 2600. Yeah. So I love that thing. You look at it now, it's just a bunch of little squares. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's always the fun part, though. One thing that's been really exciting for me as a parent is my son, who's just a little bit older than Sam's daughter, um, really loves retro games. Uh, so I've been able to to sit down with him with some of those things, and that's what I would like to do is get my hands on an Atari or one of the clones or whatever. There have been you know so many clones over the years, um, and, and play some of those really like old games with him because that was what I played as a kid too. It had been out for a long time by the time we got it because you know we were like super poor, so it was like way way years later I would get stuff, and it would feel new to me. Um, but. It, my thing too with with arcades. There was a movie theater that was near my house that had a little arcade, and it was like the only thing within several miles that was like safe to hang out at. So I did kind of the same thing, and it was the best time. Oh, I would go and play Castlevania. That was my game jam at the little local arcade. Hey, Alicia, you know yes. I have all that stuff in my house. <laughs> well. <laughs> Why haven't we broken it out for homeschool? You haven't asked me. I have every console I've ever owned. I didn't wow. know you had the Ataris. Yeah. I've got Ataris and the televisions. I've got, like... I'm coming. <laughs> I've got all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Portland later this month. Just swing up there and come back with me. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh... Yeah, we need to break that shit out for homeschool. They would have a blast. You know what? I keep threatening to um to get them to play like some to get them to play Zelda because P and I like it's it's amazing to watch her play right because um when she first she decided she wanted to play Pac Man right and I was like oh well, if you're gonna play Pac Man you're gonna play Pac Man for real so I brought I broke out the old <laughs> um the original Game Boy like the old black and white no backlit Game Boy and handed it to her. Oh, yeah. And she looked at it and she was like, what the hell is this thing? I'm like, this is <laughs> this is a Game Boy. This was like, you know, what was my first handheld, right? Because there, there were many handhelds before that, including my very first video game, which was the old um, Coleco handhelds. That's how old I am, Jen. In 1976. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the Frogger. Yep. In 1976, that was my first handheld. I wish I had I wish I had one of the originals of those, but I didn't. I don't have one of those, unfortunately, because um, that probably got like trashed a long time ago. You're like a walking gaming museum. I, I pretty much am. One of these days, I'm like gonna build a proper display in my house um, and put all that crap up. Um, but 
uh, I broke out like the original Game Boy and I was, and I had her, she was like, what is this? And so she played a couple times and she kept dying and she was like, how did you play this as a kid? She, she complained ah! about it, but she sat there and she played it for like an hour. And I was like, do you want to give it back? She was like, no. And she just kept playing. So she sat there and played it for like an hour. Um, so, and we talked about, you know, what it was like. And then I showed her like, remember the little, the little lights that you plugged into the top and it would shine the little, <laughs> the little dim light yes. down on your, on your Game Boy to make it, to make you pretend you could see what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I still had one of those and I plugged it in. She was like, oh my God. She was like, you were living rough back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you know, they always ask me what, because the kids get on a tear about like favorites. Yes. And my favorite game of all time is the original Legend of Zelda. So we should definitely, like, uh, my son has played a little bit on the uh, the NES remix for the mm-hmm. DS, but we should break that out and make them sit down and play that game. We can. I have it. Because uh, there will be some blown minds in that house. <laughs> <laughs> That shit is hard. It was brutal. Right? That was when you used to have to draw out your own maps. Yes. <laughs> or like if cuz you would lose the one, you know, you would get one like in a magazine or something. I don't remember if there was one that came with the game, but I remember I had one at one point, but you would lose that shit cuz you were a kid, you didn't know any better. Um so yeah, you would have to draw your own. Yep. Or you would get lost. <laughs> I swear like my brain remembers where everything is in that game. Even if I don't, I can like close my eyes and navigate. Mm-hmm. We're going to see. Okay. Next time you come over, I'm pulling it out. <laughs> All right. <I'm> ready. <laughs> I'll make you put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> so what about after arcades? Because, you know, so many people that we talk to, um, especially women, have a period where they kind of went dormant mm. in games. Did that ever happen to you? Or were you like always attached in some way to playing? I was pretty much attached, like in high school, it toned down a bit, you know, but um, just because school is a lot of work yeah. <laughs> and then I was working and then other stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, I pretty much gamed all the way through because I went, we had the, you know, the Atari 2600 and then I was begging for an NES and my dad was like, no, we're not doing that. And then we went over to my cousin's house and he saw it and we had it the next day. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but then I, I missed NES and I, I I made the switch to Sega because I wanted to play Mortal Kombat with the blood. Hell yeah. (laughs) You remember how any, or Super Nintendo, it didn't have the blood. Nope. So I was like, no, no. And you know, my parents were okay with it. So I got that. And then I had that all the way through high school and yeah and then after that i switched to playstation for a little while i think i had playstation one and two mm-hmm. and then i switched to the original xbox and then the 360 and now the one and i only i only game on xbox mm-hmm. now so but yeah i i still i still managed to play through high school though just not as much it was a yeah. lot less i think my gaming probably probably 90% of it when I was in high school was uh, was text-based gaming on computers because oh. I could pretend I was doing homework. <laughs> 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 I 
I'm gonna tell your mama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I could pretend I was doing homework, so I could, you know, like sneak in and because uh, totally cause, you know I, I'm old enough that that was the time that they they started talking about home computers, and they were like home computers. They they had parents believing that home computers were the thing that were gonna you know push your kid into the to the next generation yeah. of uh, I don't know successful entrepreneurs or whatever the hell it was. So I mean, and home computers were ridiculously expensive back then. Yeah. Right? And and yeah. my mom was a she was a professional, but she was still a single mom. Um. So that had mm. to be an expense. So she came home and she and your ass in there playing and she games. Was like, Here's the thing <laughs> that is going to give you the education that you need. And I was like, "Thanks, mom." And uh, then I proceeded to play games all night long. I mean, it did work. <laughs> right, you're a professor. See? It did. <laughs> Who knows what would have happened? I I do remember we got one of those Tandy yep. computers from Radio yep. Shack. That's what I had. And <laughs> yeah, and I would do my homework on it. Well, because our teachers got to the point, they were like, it has to be typed. And I was like, could I do it on my computer and print it? And she goes, that is fine. I was like, yes. So I could backspace and everything. But you remember the printer paper that the had little the little holes like, on the side? Yes. Yeah, that's the way. That's how old it <laughs> oh was. Oh, my gosh. So can I tell you that I missed that paper so much because I love to tear off edges? <laughs> the dot matrix printers. That's what they were. Yes. Yeah, dot matrix. I had one of those for so long just because it made me happy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Yeah, the, 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 remember the old handy, the old handy monochromatics weren't the green, but they were the orange monochromatic screens. Oh. I don't, I don't I don't remember, remember that. I still That was that was a little bit before me though. The the first computer that I had had like a modem. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's fancy. So the first kind of the the way I got back into gaming after a period of dormancy was uh like BBS gaming. Mhm. You know, and like all the little mini games and stuff. And then from there into like muds and things like that. I didn't play an actual computer game or a console game again until college. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I went to college, they told me I had email, and I didn't know what that was at all for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't get it. What the? <laughs> yeah. So that's how <laughs> so it really dates you. What? Don't feel bad. We have a lot of students now who don't seem to understand what their email is. <laughs> That's because they like text. They text everything now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I when I went to college. Okay, so this is this is to talk about dating yourself. When I went to college, you had to go to the computer lab to do stuff, and we still had tape drives back then. And wow. yeah, we still had like the old modem where you had to put the phone into the the little two cup modem. Oh, right. So the, yeah. the, the, the ear part went in one part and the, the bottom went in the other part. So it was listening to, yeah. And we, wow. and, and I would go into the computer lab to do stuff. Right. And I would be like the only woman in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I'd also be the, like when I, when I, when I left the HBCU and went to, uh, to a, a, a larger uh, PW, a predominantly white institution, I would be the only black person in there too, but that was a whole nother story, right? Um, so mm-hmm. that was always 
really interesting. And I I miss that sound, <laughs> you know, of the modem connecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I loved that sound. It was the best. <laughs> These are the things that our kids will never understand. Right. They will never understand, you know, why why you would start screaming the, the second your mother picked up the telephone to like call somebody. Hang <laughs> 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 up, hang up. <laughs> You know, the one thing I, I did do in high school when I had that period away from games is I played a hell of a lot of magic. And you talk about going into some unfriendly spaces. Oh, my God. Walking into a gaming store. <laughs> I just got to the yeah. point where I wouldn't go unless I was with someone that was male-bodied. Like, just just come with me. I just need I need a friend. Come with me. Well, that's not really much different from now. No, it's really not. But when you're 17, that's tough. People wonder why I have such an attitude now is because I was just mad all the time for like five years straight, just every day, just mad. Yeah. And it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it got better around here for me anyway, because I've gone to the game stores like so many times that, and some of the people have been there so long that they know me at all the local game stores, <clears throat> which makes it a little better because for a while there, it was rough. See, I, 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 I worked 15 years at a Best Buy in the Midwest. Oh. And so, like, I see that part of things differently just because I, that's where I lived for 15 mm-hmm. years. But, but, yeah. I would have definitely come to talk to you in that Best Buy, though. That would have been awesome. Now, I did, <laughs> I did encounter a few times, like, male customers didn't want me to help them pick out their video games even though i was the supervisor of that department and i had played all the games i was talking about uh so my favorite anecdote about that kind of shit right there because i i experienced that too but so years ago i was working for the joystick network before they folded right um but i needed a part-time job on top of that for like the summer right so i went to the local GameStop and i applied (laughs) I'm like, listen, so I'm editing two sites for Joystick. You know, this is what I do for a living. I talk about games every day, all the time. Here's some of my work. Uh, and they were they were actively hiring. They hired two dudes instead. Really? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a fucking professional. This is what I do. Why would you do that? <laughs> and that, it's still, I'm salty as hell. Every time I go into GameStop and I have a bad experience, I think about that shit. And I'm like, y'all some motherfuckers. You- Hey, Alicia, you were yes. a professional, but guess what? I was a woman. You had a vagina. I did. That that makes your gaming bad. It gets I in know. the way. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to get that guy, like Jen Experience, who comes in and is like, well, I can't take game recommendations from someone with a vagina. <laughs> How can you even play around that thing? <laughs> it gets in the way. I swear. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh god okay let, let's let's what a world. Uh, shift gears for a second so <clears throat> excuse me jen you you stream <laughs> I, yes. I know this for a fact <laughs> i I've do you <laughs> yeah. so tell us how'd you get started streaming well honestly i don't know i just did it like um, when the Twitch app first came to Xbox, you could stream from your console without needing all the streaming equipment. 
I was like, I want to try it. And then I went on and on and on about how I wanted to start streaming. And then the day came, the app came out and I had everything ready, you know, ready to go. And then I freaked. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And my wife goes, this is just like the podcast. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. And I was like, oh, it's fun. And so I kind of got the bug. Um, We did uh, a Girl Tribe uh, a couple years ago, a Extra Life event. And so to do that, to host everybody and logistically, I needed to get an Elgato, which then meant, um, you know, a more professional-ish setup. So I did that and we had a great time. And then I just kept streaming. Um, I don't know. I just like it. I don't know. I just did it. I don't know why. It's really fun to, you know, and here's here's the thing. Sam will make fun of me in just a second because I don't watch streamers. Uh, sorry. Um, it's not you. It's everyone. <laughs> it's, it's not, not you. It's me. Well, for me, it's like a time investment, right? If I'm going to watch something, I'm watching it. Uh, I don't multitask while I watch things. Oh, okay. So gotcha. for me, it's, it's, it's like, well, I could watch this or I could work on like the 17 deadlines I have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh. But then, you know, a lot of streamers, like the screaming streamers, no, I could not ever um, without setting everything in the world on fire. So in the interest of preserving humanity as a, you know, a presence in the earth, I don't watch a lot of screaming streamers. But I do really enjoy doing it. There's that, mm-hmm. like, interplay between the chat and you, and it's kind of fun. Exactly. It really feeds yeah. into your experience. You're fun to watch yeah. stream too, because you're snarky as hell. Me? No, 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 not you. You're oh, nice. <laughs> Alicia's the snarky one. <laughs> I like to watch uh, Jen. I like to watch you stream for uh, for a different reason because you're a kind of a re- a very real streamer. Um, mm-hmm. in that, in that, like watching you stream, you're like, okay, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing now. You don't curse though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's. Always what I'm saying. Guys, I'm lost. Help me. That's what I said. And I like that. I will say over because on... Because when I'm playing, yeah, I feel and that. over on... Yeah. 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 I, I just feel... I'm just going to be myself. And if people like it, they'll stay. Um, but over on Beam, which is where I'm streaming now, I'm finding one... Because it has low latency, you're able to chat with people a mm-hmm. lot better and... Uh, and they're also able to help me a lot faster. But uh, I have found on Bean, though, the demographic seems to be a little bit older. Yeah. And I'm finding a lot more streamers that I actually enjoy watching mm-hmm. on Bean or on Twitch. You know, I had maybe five or ten. And over here on Bean, uh, I'm finding tons of people all the time. They're just really nice people. They're fun to watch. I think it's because they're older. I don't know. I'm going to check into that now. I'm going to start looking at some other people on Beam because not only is that a problem, but I have a bunch of people who roll into my stream and start talking about how, like, adults don't play video games. Yeah. Like, why are you playing a video game? You're clearly an adult from your voice. I'm like, um, first of all, no. Second of all, no. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, I will say like Beam, they've done a, a really good job of building a sense of community and support um, because they are smaller. They've been able to keep 
it's kind of like this little utopia of everyone's super nice to each other. The streamers go into each other's streams and, you know, they raid each other and like, hey, shout outs, you know, follow my friend. And it's, it's just a real nice sense of community. You know, I don't know how long they can, you know, if they do grow, hopefully they grow, if they can sustain that. But it's, it's just a really nice environment. And my troll level dropped immensely. The, the two trolls I had on Beam, they've been nice trolls. Like, po- like politer trolls. <laughs> so, um, so that's been nice because on Twitch, anytime my uh, stream would hit the game store, like someone was shopping for a game, and then down at the bottom, it'll show people streaming mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And and then so all of a sudden you know I'll go from my five viewers to like a hundred, and then the trolls just yeah. yeah. So the first thing I did when I set up my Twitch account was to ban the word cunt, mm-hmm. I banned the word bitch. Yep. Uh, you know, just I have a whole list. I did too. Yep. And the fact that we have to take that step, like, okay, hang on, what are the most common slurs Bitch, we're going to encounter? Slut, dyke. Yeah, you just yeah. make the whole yep. list. Yeah. Fuck, so and, stupid. I mean, you know, and you think about it, I mean, it's like, how many how many guys who are streaming go through and go, okay, now first, before I start streaming, let me think of all the horrible things people are going to call me and put those on my band list. Dudes of color <laughs> might have Dudes to do that color. shit. Yes. See, but then on Twitch, they get around <laughs> that because then they start... They start sending like, you know, watermelon icons in when there's a black streamer. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Right. So they, you know, the trolls find a way around that shit. Um, <laughs> trolls are very creative. They should really get, get a fucking hobby. <laughs> start cross stitching or something. You want to be creative? Yeah, Do y'all could fun. really change the world. Okay, stop trolling. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's crazy. Uh, it's it's you know, and I since Beam is now since as you know, insiders now you can stream on Beam on the Xbox One. It's like I really want to, I really want to start using Beam because I do feel more of that sense of community that Jen's talking about. Just watching streamers on Beam, it's just that I I feel like there's a, a learning curve. Because I've been streaming on Twitch for so long that I I know how things mm-hmm. work on Twitch, and I'm beam. I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know exactly how to do this. I don't know how to do that yet. So I feel a little discomfort. See, we're we're back at that moment where somebody else yeah. in our position wouldn't question that shit at no, all. They just do it. The really cool thing, yeah, they do. The really cool thing on Beam, though, is that you can go into almost anyone's stream and ask questions, and they'll just stop what they're doing and answer. You're like, oh, yeah, you, you should go to Streamlabs and do this and use this bot. And they're really, really helpful overall. There's a couple that aren't. <laughs> I may but... possibly be signing up for this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I, I strongly recommend it. Just saying. But... And you can have stream teams, which is really cool. So, I'm working. I'm I'm working with Eight uh, Bit and Mr. Kelso on getting a. Well, we've already got it, but we're working on making it awesome. So we have a Xbox streamer stream team. But cool. I don't know. I like it. You know what? We got we got spring break coming up. Maybe I'll spend my spring break 
getting more comfortable and getting that all set up. I'm going to stream. I've been, I've, I've set it all up. I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I like turn it on and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the hell any of this does. I'm just going to turn this off now. <laughs> oh, well, I'll help you anything you need. Just let me know. <laughs> I'm, I might take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, totally. So we had a, okay. Well, I have a question then right now, because it's telling me my username must be unique. It's pretty unique. So I'm assuming that I may have signed up for this before. Oh, really? Maybe so. Uh... Let's find out. <laughs> uh, or somebody is masquerading as me, which is not cool. If you're out there. Yeah, that's. Stop doing yeah. that shit. Oh, there's a there's a there's a counterfeit Alicia out there. Bastard. So <laughs> I'm going to ask another question. Can you tell us your best and worst streaming story? Um, well, okay, so the funniest one, I was streaming Outlast, (laughs) (laughs) and it was one of my first streams, I think it was like my third or fourth, and uh, people were teasing me on Twitter, like, you're gonna scream like a little girl, you're gonna, you're gonna jump, you're gonna scream, and I'm like, no, this game is not gonna get me, it's not that bad. And what do you know? So I'm streaming it. I'm all into it. And the very first jump scare, I jump, I scream. And then I just started laughing and laughing so hard. I started crying. And it was just like, are you kidding me? On the very first little, it was just a little, a little jump scare. (laughs) I lost it. So it was funny though. They loved, they loved it. They just teased me and teased me afterwards. (laughs) But I I really haven't had a worst moment. You know, I had one particular day I got slammed with trolls. You know, oh, I thought this was a a guy. I thought this was a dude. Why do you look like a dude? You know, stuff like that. It was like one day in particular that was really heavy. But, you know, that, I mean, I try not to let that stuff bother me. I've kind of dealt with it my entire Mm -hmm. life. So... Luckily, I had a really nice mod, and he was like, ban, 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 ban. I don't even, if people come into my room, my channel, and they're rude, I don't give a warning. I just, yep. you're banned. I will ban like, with fucking impunity. Chance. And I will stop and be yeah. like, hold on, guys, I got to pause for a second and ban a motherfucker. <laughs> BRB. Yeah. BRB. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't really have any bad things that have happened or worse moments, uh... I don't think. Well, I just want to say that I, I'm going to get sappy for a second. I'm just really grateful that you do it. I might not watch a lot of streamers, but you know what? A lot of people do. And we need so much more than the very typical standard dude playing games, making an ass mm-hmm. of himself. We need, you have such a great attitude about everything, you know, mm-hmm. and we just need more of that. We need more you know, of everybody. And that's another thing I like about Beam is that I'm like, oh, I'm not the only lesbian girl mm-hmm. on Beam. Like, that's nice. And I think I think one of the girls got partnered. So it's like, oh, I have people on here. Like, it's not just me, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the sappy moment. <laughs> I'm here for you. 
things. You do get tappy around here occasionally. It's usually Alicia. It's never me. Shut up. Don't tell anybody either. <laughs> Except for, you know, everybody who's going to listen to this podcast. Right. Y'all motherfuckers keep a secret, though. No yeah, secret. <laughs> mm, all right. I took us to a, a savvy place, and now there's no return. <laughs> so, okay. So here's, a, here's the question that we never put on the list, but we always ask. Yeah. It's not a bad one, what? I promise. <laughs> so <laughs> we've talked a lot about you know girl type gaming we've talked about streaming we've talked about your history gaming mm-hmm. what is the thing that we have not asked you about that you wish we would have asked you about like something you would have wanted that to talk I about wish... uh, no pressure no though pressure. this really broad question I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I mean I don't know what would be. Um, yeah, my brain isn't really thinking. Um, That's fine. I, well, well, okay. I'll, 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 I got one thing on my head. Um, so I went to Xbox MVP Summit last mm-hmm. week, and where I can't really talk about almost any of it. I will say, um, and now this is my sappy moment. I will say, over at Xbox, you know, it's a big mm-hmm. company, and I happen just to live near it. Um, I live about 20 minutes from the headquarters. But, uh, you know, so we spent the MVPs that go there for a few days, and we have, like, sessions and meetings, like, workshoppy type things. Um, they, You know, the cool thing is they really listen to our feedback, oh. and, um, you know, sadly, I can't share any of it, but... You know, now that I've been an MVP for three years, I see little things that we have talked about happen. It may not be like this month. It might be a year or two, but like they do listen and they take that in. And I really, it's like, it's a really neat experience being a part of that. And uh, I don't know. And like when you're walking around the campus... Like, I think this must be their thing for the month or something. But, like, they've got inclusion and gaming for everyone and all this stuff on all their windows and stuff. It just makes you feel very welcome to be there. So, that was it. That's cool. That's my thing. That's my gush. That is cool. And not the kind of thing you would often associate with Microsoft either. No, exactly. (laughs) So, it's nice to hear. Well, yeah, it is pretty cool because especially since we've, we've had, like, the clubs now on on the xbox to but being in a lot of those clubs to see that there are people who like actually work at microsoft and like a really diverse kind of cast of folks right that work at microsoft Mm -hmm. and and are there to talk about games and are there trying to build community i think that's pretty amazing um you know, you don't, you don't, we don't always feel like that, you know, that Microsoft has always been kind of there to build that kind of, that kind of inclusion to kind of foster that kind of diversity. But it's really nice to see them starting to try to do it now. Um, maybe more yeah. than they have in the past. Um, and it, it kind of gives hope. <laughs> it's, it's hard yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, especially, I think yeah. for, especially for us, because, you know, we're kind of out there and we're like, hey, we're going to talk about this feminist stuff and we're going to critique stuff. And if you don't <laughs> like it, you know what? Tough shit. And then people are like, rah. And then, <laughs> um, 
So it, it gets difficult, but to see that kind of stuff coming from kind of the games community and for mm. specifically from a company is is kind of nice. Yeah, Def- and especially coming from playing Halo in 2004, it definitely is getting, it's getting better. It really is. So at least they're listening. I don't think back then they were listening, <laughs> but... I'm pretty sure. You know, I'm not here to give cookies for doing the bare minimum, but on the other hand, I'm glad that they are listening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was my thing. That was it. Well, Alicia, unless you have more questions. I do not. I think this was really good conversation. Thank you for coming on. It was fun. Thanks so much for having me. I like... I like when communities cross. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I hate having all these. Like, there's a lot of great communities out there, and we're all in our little silos. Yeah. And, like, we all do different things. Like, Zen and I probably wouldn't ever be able to analyze a video game in the way that you guys do. Like, our brains just don't work that way. And, you know, like, Game on Girls, I'm not sure if you girl, if mm-hmm. you guys know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. You know, it's like all these different communities, and I like when we smash through. Yeah, it's always it's always great because you know we don't see see ourselves as necessarily kind of crossing in terms of our content, but we really do, right? Because you know, it all we do is all based on you know the fact that hey, hell, we love to play video games, right? So you know, being able to talk to other people who love to play video games is always a whole lot of fun. And, you know, if we want to talk about communities crossing, maybe later in the year we could all get together and plan a charity event together. That would be so much fun. That would be awesome. That would be really, I would be, Zen and I were talking about wanting to do some stuff, so. That's a great idea. Because we we do, we try to do quarterly charity events right now. Um, And they're probably all sick of me. Because <laughs> it seems like every time we finish one, we have we have a, we have like a good little run, and then I'm like, "Hey, it's time for a new charity event." Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, trying to write like 18 papers, and now you want me to think of a charity. But at the same time, as much as I might like complain, I know that it's it's really valuable work. So, yeah, just remember that, see, Sam. The next time I'm complaining, I will, and I will yeah. mind you of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing. I'm a terrible planner, but I would love to contribute more. So yeah, I'm definitely interested. I think it would be really cool to start getting like a network of communities who are dedicated to really just using our positions and our hobbies and our connections to give back. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! See, that's a positive yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Jen, thanks so much for joining us. And you are welcome to come back and talk with us, to us, and about us (laughs) (laughs) at any time, because this has really been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored. I I was super nervous, but I'm so glad. You, you. You know what? You should not be nervous, because you are delightful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So... For what it's worth, that's my opinion, and I'm really smart and important. So she is neither smart nor important. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? You shut up. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm snarky and mean. So if I say that somebody is delightful, that's, that's it's a, meaningful. That's a high compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess right. on that note, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 147. So until next time when we have episode 148, with, which promises to be good, perhaps not as delightful because we won't have Jen on, uh, but Aww. still a good one. We would like to tell everyone to stay warm if you're in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Stay dry. Stay abreast of the weather report because who knows what it will right. be. Um, except for very windy. Don't blow away. And as always, <laughs> my friends, game on. <laughs> <laughs>